Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another installation of Big Dumb Inquiries. It's a show where me and Shane from Inquiries of Reality get together and uh, we don't know what the show is yet. We're kind of figuring it out as we go, and I think that's what's part of the fun. And uh, so, Shane, how's it going, brother? Oh, not too bad. How about you, man? Uh, and I was going to comment, too. It's like each episode, it just gets a little bit more critique. So as it goes along, each episode will just be better than the next. So. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the goal, right? But I'm glad you're doing well. Um, uh, I don't want to... Uh, delay on this, but we got to bring our guest in, uh, uh, Steve from Slow News Day. Brother, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. We're doing great. Uh, as I was telling you before we started the show, your show on Rockfin Slow News Day, absolutely killing it. The best morning show in the game. Uh, you know, it, and it, it's perfect. If you if you are a a person who likes to get uh, you know, news and fun and, you know, some hard topics that in, in the morning in an, in a nice, easy way, slow news day is the way to go. So be sure to check out, uh, rockfin.com slash slow news day. And, uh, and then, and then as soon as the show's over, Alex Jones starts. So it's perfect timing <laughs> to, uh, to get in and, uh, you know, you, you can listen to uh, great shows all day. So just start with slow news day in the morning. Uh, Steve, oh, when are you, uh, when are you going, uh, y'all are still working on kind of hosting self hosting and stuff. I know that's a long process, but how's it going? So the, the peer tube instance is up. We should have, uh, everything that we've done so far with the morning show is available for download for free on it in video format. We are working on the one click, um, audio, for the website and we're we're getting closer um so it's i mean it's been a process and then uh sleepy josh my tech guy who's been building it has been building it you know, by himself on his down hours basically uh as a volunteer um so i can't stress him yeah on, on like you know well, and so, so how fast he's got to turn it out, but we're getting closer, man. We're within a couple of weeks. It should be like fully operational. And I'm not probably said that last time too, man, but it's been <laughs> all good, dude. Uh, but just to clarify, so you have slow news day channel on Rockfin, and then you started the anarchy in the morning AM wake up channel as well. Are you still doing, putting both the show out on both channels for now? For the time being, yeah, but it's uh, we put it up uh, as a premium show on the okay. Slow Newsday one to incentivize people to watch it for free and sign up for free uh, on the AM Wake Up channel. Great, great. Because Just we, it's it's I have a, a separate business relationship with Pasta, my co-host, so 
we need to have the separate channel and all that kind of crap. Right. Um, and the same reason that Tripoli has like 850 different Rockman channels. Yeah. <laughs> As it goes. So, um, uh, well, I guess enough touch butt stuff, guys. Speaking of Tripoli. Um, but I, uh, I know you do. I know you do. You just changed a bunch of diapers before you cut, got on the show. So. Buddies. What do you mean? <laughs> we are butt buddies. <laughs> well, guys, uh, you know, today has been a crazy day, but I'm excited to get in today's show. Uh, so, Shane, how do you how do you want to rock this? We got we each have a topic. We each have a clip. Where do you want to start? Shit, man. I think you went first last time. So if you want. I can go first. You want to go time. first? All right, cool. So I'll get your clip pulled up right here. Um, hey, we definitely got to start with the clip, and then I can I can throw in the question because the clip already is kind of self-explanatory. All right, so. great. Here we go. Here's the clip. Can I say quickly before we get started, I love the fact that this doesn't really have a format yet, and I love <laughs> the fact that you're figuring it out in real time because I think that that's how the best shows uh, end up evolving and coming out coming together well thanks yeah we're in you know every, we started it like shane was just like hey let's do a show together and i was like okay let's do it and you know it's just kind of like you said it's evolving as it goes i mean our guests the last two weeks like gave us really great suggestions for how to you know incorporate new things and stuff and I, i'm digging it so uh let's see how it goes so here's your clip uh here we go new face filters on instagram today this is my favorite one so far. Nice job, team. <laughs> Whoa. I just got invited to give the commencement address at Harvard this year. That's amazing. I remember you did it 10 years ago when Priscilla graduated. I was there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, 30 years later than I was supposed to, but uh, I enjoyed it. But it is going to bother you because you're human. Oh, and, and oh this is a compilation? Hell yeah, oh it's like God. the best compilation okay. I could find, too. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Continuing. I was human. I am human, still. Um, but um, but, it, but I was just referring to myself in the past. Um, not that I was not human. Hi, Mark. Artistic and creative director. <laughs> Mr. Zuckerberg, would you be comfortable sharing with us the name of the hotel you stayed in last night? Um, uh, no. If you messaged anybody this week, would you share with us the names of the people you've messaged? Uh, Senator, no, I would probably not choose to do that publicly here. I think that might be what this is all about. Just look at challenge. That was really cold. <laughs> no fucking shit. Control Houston, please call station for a voice check. All right, station, this is Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook. Can you hear me okay? Hey, Mark, we read you loud and clear. It's a pleasure to talk with you today. <laughs> uh, it's great to talk to you guys, too. I have to what say, you? when you're building products to try to connect everyone in the world, um, connecting folks who are out in space um, is about as extreme and cool as it gets. So it's, it's awesome to have the opportunity to talk to you guys today. Thanks for doing this. Oh, my God. 
So, I think we should start by. What? Can you? Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, <laughs> why does he only have one T-shirt? Uh, he only has one T-shirt. Especially, you know, one of the crazy things when you do these live Q and A's is some of them are very silly. So we got one. He Mark, taken off are the allegations true that you're secretly a lizard? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with no on that. Uh, I, I'm, I am not a lizard. Um, but you know, keep the high quality comments coming in, please. This is uh, surely on track to be uh, a great live Q and A if we if we continue getting stuff at, at that level of quality. Um, <laughs> there's actually a lot of funny stuff in here. In here too. He looks different in this one. Okay, Kenneth, Mark, <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> Steve. You just said no, okay. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that someone put him in a different shirt. That's okay. okay. He's in a different shirt. Okay. I was, I was getting a little nervous there for a minute. <laughs> Let's. Right? We're almost done here. Give me the Zuck. You can follow up and tell me what that means, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to try my best to do it for you. Give me the Zuck. <laughs> what, what's the whole Zuck thing? Z u c c. I haven't seen this. Before. Favorite music. Hey, play us some good Nickelback songs. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm afraid I can't do that. There are no good Nickelback songs. Good. That was actually a test. Okay, how about just play some songs that our whole family likes? Itsy bitsy spider climbed up the water spout. What? I'm a dad now. This is what I listen to. Uh, have users of Facebook who were caught up in the Cambridge Analytica uh, debacle been notified? Yes, we are starting to notify people this week. We started Monday, I believe. Will Facebook offer to all of its users a blanket opt-in to share their privacy data with any third-party users? Congresswoman, yes, that's how our platform works. Okay, Jesus, dude. That was a great <laughs> clip. That was fantastic. As Steve pointed out, the dude only has one to two. Oh, YouTube, keep going. Okay. Uh, YouTube, uh, sorry, Mark Zuckerberg only has one or two shirts. Is that wrong. is that the is that the topic of in question here? What, what, what's the big <laughs> the topic of question is what's the deal with Mark Zuckerberg? It's very vague, but there's a lot of weird stuff up with that guy that needs to be discussed. Bro. Can someone no, explain the Zuck? The Z U C C. That was great. I've never heard that one before either. Oh my god! I thought, I thought getting Zucked was getting banned from Facebook. Yeah, that's exactly what it. Yeah, but I think it's also like you know suck like when you get sucked, you know like suck you like C U C S U C C. Um, but yeah, what is the deal with that guy? He, his appearance, um, changed in every clip, but it also didn't, you know, his eyes shifted sizes. I mean, the dude's a, a weirdo and, and I'm glad you brought this up too, Shane, because actually yesterday in the mail, I got a check, uh, as a part of a class action lawsuit for $400 from Facebook, uh, when they did their whole, uh, yeah, this was like a year ago. No, I opted. I opted into this class action lawsuit and it was there. You know how they're doing like the face scan thing for like photos. So like if you and I had a photo together, it would automatically like tag you in it. So they were yeah. using like biometric data and stuff like that without anyone's permission. And so they got sued to oblivion. I'm sure if I got four, that's the biggest class action cut I've got before was $400. I was like, holy shit. They probably got sued for a couple bill on that one. Especially if everybody got 400, like, goddamn, like, I'm surprised that wasn't all over to, like, news and shit. Oh, of course it's not. Why would it be on the news? Of course, because Facebook also has the revenue to hide that shit. Yeah. 
So uh, I guess we'll start with Steve. Steve, what's what's your thoughts on what's going on with Zuckerberg? Well, I I think he's a I think he's a figurehead. I don't think he's necessarily the tech genius that he's purported to be. Um, I think he he got in a, a fairly advantageous position in college uh, to be the face of a company that happened to launch on the exact day that the Pentagon social media program LifeLog went off the air. Um, And I think that, you know, anyone who wants to encircle the continent of Africa with cable so that they can effectively run uh, the entirety of the internet on the continent. Um, Probably a little megalomaniacal. Um, (laughs) I don't think he's necessarily a lizard, but I don't think he's necessarily human. (laughs) I think you would have a harder time convincing me that he was all the way human more than you would that he was all the way lizard. That's a fair assessment, Uh, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be one of those guys that, like, unless people find out what Facebook is actually capable of in terms of mining data, doing predictive programming, who gets all of that information, all of that kind of stuff, he's just going to... Uh, be around until uh, the the billionaire rocket ships to Mars take off. Mm, yeah, which is not you know not far off, in my probably opinion. Probably be one of the first ones on there pushing everybody out of the way. Oh, yeah. Save the Zuck. Save the Zuck. <laughs> Hashtag save the Zuck, dude. We could get that trending. <laughs> take it up with my avatar. Oh my god, dude. Well, yeah, and then there's the whole metaverse aspect of this too. Like he. You know, you you were saying, Steve, that it's, uh, you know, he's not entirely human, not entirely lizard. Perhaps he's some sort of robot hybrid who is, he maybe he's the avatar of a lizard, you know, that could. Or he's just a, a prototype of like the, whatever the, the Westworld version of a, a tech go. nerd would be. There you go. Like That's early, I mean, in every way you would want to imagine it. A beta version, if you will. <laughs> He's the original to see if AI would actually work. You know, all those tests they're trying to do to see if people would be able to pick up on whether or not it's actually a real person. That's Mark Soderbergh. <laughs> Somebody was watching the, the next generation Star Trek and was like, I bet people would buy data if we made him a tech nerd. Oh, dude, a hundred. <laughs> dude, they're almost the exact same. Almost the exact same. It's frightening. The pallor on the skin. Oh yeah, nearly identical. Yeah, and I love Next Gen. It's it's a great great show. Data's one of the best characters on TV. Um, okay, so uh, so Shane, uh, initial initial thoughts here. Um, I got a couple different initial thoughts. Either one, he's uh, been placed kind of like how he was saying, as far as being like a figurehead, where he probably has no idea what the hell is going on. Uh, my other option is that. He's definitely some type of artificial intelligence that they're trying to test out. So hence why he thinks barbecue sauce belongs on a shelf, for example. And he, you know, felt the need to address, oh, that's because you feel that way because you're human. Oh, wait, wait, not not that I'm not human. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, you, <laughs> that, that wording. you mentioned the AI test, right? You know how, like, they do, like, 
AI bots and stuff in chat rooms to like test out how it how it operates. That I think that's what the whole congressional all the congressional hearings have been because you get a bunch of half-witted lizard people in Congress <laughs> uh, up against this weird AI, you know, robot machine and just the 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 coherence of that interaction is, you know, almost negative uh if not zero because it's just a bunch of retards trying to trying to get answers and ask questions that don't make any sense and that that's the ultimate test of an ai you know like ex machina style but put that you know put them in congress and Let's with the with the tech overlord and see how it goes cuz go far out we'll just those, say that he's a reptilian's ai yeah yeah so he's not a reptilian but he's ai made by a reptilian and they're obviously awkward and don't know how to be people to begin with <laughs> I'm I'm willing to run with that. I'm willing to run with that. I am. Like they've been they've been studying humans for long enough, but they still don't quite get it because inherently they're not born with a sense of humor. Right. You know? Right. And, and so they're going to miss a lot of the things that make us human. So they sort of brushed past that in the the engineering process. Old, he came I, out with the Zuckerberg. I'm sad that 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 montage you had didn't have him drinking water in the you know that that meme of him uh, like sipping the water like. <laughs> I had to include that one because it had the human part and the human comment I thought was hilarious, and then it also had that uh, I am not a reptilian, and then the the Nickelback <laughs> joke one that one was pretty good too. Oh yeah, <laughs> well say what you will about Nickelback, I've seen them live in concert probably four or five times. They put on a great show. You know, I was just saying his attempt at humor is is pretty, oh, yeah. uh, pretty robotic to begin with. Yeah, that's that a that's a classic person who doesn't have any other jokes goes straight to Nickelback. Um, well, it's not even their joke, you know. Like they don't they, you you can tell who who actually is genuinely funny by how much of their own material makes you laugh. Oh yeah, well, and it's it's interesting too, you know, about these congressional hearings, you know. Congress doesn't understand they're a bunch of old farts. They don't understand technology to begin with. So they don't even know how to ask the guy questions. You know what I mean? It's like your dad asking you, you know, when you first got your your iPhone or whatever like, "What?" You know, like they just don't get it at all. And so it it's not conducive uh for <laughs> you know, anything productive. And uh yeah, I so I don't know. I I I could go either way on on Mark Zuckerberg. I but I'm I'm more on the side of he's clearly a figurehead. That whole social network movie was bullshit. It was just to humanize him, in my opinion. They they humanized Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> with this movie with a great actor like Jesse Eisenberg, and uh, you know told a bullshit story. So and people bought it. He's just a clone of him. What are you talking about? He kind of looks like he could be an offshoot clone of him. Like they tried to modify him a little bit to be a little bit more oh, buff. Dude, okay. You know, always wear the same t-shirt. <laughs> oh, okay. The wardrobe. The wardrobe. What? What do you do with that? It's but but at the at the beginning the beginning of that montage, he was talking with Bill Gates, who also has a monotonous wardrobe of sweater vet, you know sweaters with a collared shirt. Um. I, I don't know if it's just a rich guy thing. You just wear the same thing every day. But like me, I, I'm a carpenter. I wear Carhartts every day. Just a different. I, I spice it up with a different color every day. Um, and but I feel like that's normal to be relatable. Like yeah. oh look how I don't care about my clothes. So you know I put all this time and effort into my tech. But, so you should buy it. But you know those shirts. I I think 
someone did a breakdown of like Mark Zuckerberg's wardrobe, like with like prices on each item. His shirt is like four or five hundred dollars, like the t-shirt. Like is they it though, or was that just some made up like thing somebody's trying to do to be funny? Well, look at look at like Kanye clothes. West's like clothing line. Like a t-shirt was four or five hundred dollars for from the Yeezy clothing line. So you know, remember he, his prison shoes? <laughs> those were the best. His what? His prison shoes, those like foam slip-on prison shoes oh, that he was trying yeah. to sell for a couple thousand. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> did did you ever see the picture of him and Elon Musk? And they're both like they're standing in like Kanye's like living room or something, and they're both dressed like brand new single dads <laughs> taking their kid to the park for like the first time to go see if they could run into some chicks. Uh, oh, dude, it's I mean it's absolutely hysterical. And Elon Musk has these shoes on that looks like looks like the Tesla truck. <laughs> just like, boxy. They're, they're just these giant silver blocks on his foot. <laughs> it's hysterical. It must be a rich guy thing to just have poor taste in in, in clothing. Um, hey, at that point, though, if anybody says it's poor taste, you can just tell them it was a couple grand and they can't say shit. You can't afford these shoes. <laughs> right, right. Like, what do you know? You, you had the money to dress this bad. <laughs> They're just trolling at this point, honestly. Oh, <laughs> Even Mark Zetterberg, he's like, look at all my money, but I'm still wearing some basic ass shit. <laughs> Dude, what we should do next time we do the show is all dress like Mark Zuckerberg, like gray t-shirt. And, you know, like shine our faces up a little bit, you know, and just have our eyes open really wide and talk in a weird tone and just see how it goes. See how people would 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 hang on to it. I don't think it would work. But, you know, did we you might- hear that I got picked for the congressional speaking today, Bill? I'm oh, giving no. this speech that at Harvard. So wonderful. <laughs> oh, and Bill Gates's response to that. Oh, you know, 30 years too late. It's like. Oh, you fucking dickhead! You—he's you, <laughs> so bitter. Bill Gates has a bone to pick with everybody. I remember when I was supposed to give the commencement address the <laughs> first time. They cheated me out of it. No, didn't you drop out? Wasn't that the story? Wasn't he a dropout in the first place? Yeah, he was. I think they both what's were. The, what's he whining about? They were both dropouts. That's dropouts. story. That's why he's trying to poison all of us now. No. <laughs> He's like, I got kicked out, so now I'm gonna kill all you. Oh god. <laughs> this is for Harvard. <laughs> no eight, no, no more god. Asians at no more Asians at Harvard. Oh god. <laughs> uh, so all right, so any any final thoughts on, on Zuckerberg? It's an to me it's still an enigma. We'll never know the answer. <laughs> I just wanted to point out the awesome question that they that the uh, congressional hearing gave him where they said uh do you want to tell everybody where your hotel room was last night and where you were? And he's like, um, no, but it's like, Hey bro, isn't that what your app does? <laughs> exactly. Well, everybody gives that up voluntarily before they sign in for the app. Hey, that's that's right. a fine print. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a uh, TikTok. You give them permission to scan your face and then they can use images of your face and that's in the fine print and everybody forgets that shit too. Mm-hmm. All right, There's so why these tech geniuses don't use their own app? <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, they don't let their kids use it either. That's a big one. <laughs> All right, so um, I guess with that, we'll hit, uh, we'll do a little Steve sandwich here and hit Steve's uh, topic here. We'll we'll just go right into the clip. Let me get this pulled. You up. know how we love to sandwich our guests. <laughs> yeah, we sandwich them every time. All right, can y'all see this? I'm a dirty girl. This will be fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Steve, by the way, speaking of dirty girls, your uh your tweet today regarding a, a libs of TikTok uh, uh video oh. <laughs> about a polyamorous relationship and you're like, you're just a whore. <laughs> classic stuff and i read the comp like the replies to people like i don't see what's wrong with it it's not like a big deal it's like i'm not saying that but you're you're dressing up the fact that you're just a whore you know (laughs) it's it's okay to be a hoe it is you did you i I think i said something like well soft language makes for malleable people yeah you can just go out and celebrate your hoeness and be okay with it (laughs) Just admit what you are. Yeah, right. I'm, so label. I'm, I'm so tired of labels, you know. Don't call me a whore. I'm polyamorous. Okay. All right, so here's uh, here's Steve's clip from TikTok. Hey, how's it going, fellow firearm enthusiasts? Where's all my patriots at? What? Oh, no, no, I got a hearing aid. Yeah, too much uh, gunshots going off when I was in the Army. Yep, don't mind that. Hey, can you answer me something? Why are all the paper targets out there look like federal agents? That's supposed to be like that? Okay. Oh, God. Did that just go full auto? Did you do that yourself? You make it yourself? Or you hook me up with someone? Yeah. Hook me up. See me afterwards. See me afterwards. No, no, no. Black Suburbans just generally get more gas. You know, when they're blacked out like this, they reflect the sun, so the gas ain't evaporating as much. They're good for good for uh, driving long trips. So are we really drinking and smoking while we're shooting guns today? That's awesome. Those are my three favorite things in that order, actually. <laughs> Oh no 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 no! You're shooting good. You're shooting good. I was just I was just looking how long that barrel is. That's it's pretty short, ain't it? Whose dog do I gotta shoot in order to get one of those full auto things y'all got? They just asked me to carry all the tannerite in my plate carrier. Is that is that some sort of slang for something? No 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 no! no. Totally totally not a cop. I just hey, if you know a guy, let me know. What do you mean am I wearing level fours? Get the fuck out of my face! Oh yeah, I know it's a sweet ass rifle. Yeah, it's department issue. I mean, I got it as a gift. Why does it matter if I'm carrying Forty Smith and Wesson? Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, man, you doing okay? You looking a little bit down. You looking a little bit depressed. Yeah, you all right? Everything doing okay in life, man? Your wife just left you? Hey, listen, I got some groceries in the back of my car in a duffel bag. Would you mind dropping them off in front of a federal building for me real quickly? Yeah, they'll get picked up. <laughs> what the hell kind of things are y'all sending me on? There's a bunch of kids out here calling themselves booger boys. Hey, hey you mind if I bum a cigarette from you real quick? Appreciate it. Y'all ever thought about getting serious and moving to a compound in East Texas, huh? Hey, are you shouldering that? Br- hey, put that shit down. Put that shit down right now. I just want to stack bodies and kill tyrants and fight the government, but I ain't got nobody to do it with me. <laughs> That's some slick shooting. Y'all ever thought about joining a militia? You really want to know what this does? It's Q. He's talking in my ear right now. <laughs> so a little birdie told me when he all got the anarchist cookbook around here. Let me see. The boy Finkham got what he deserved. Let's play a game. Let's see who's got the most warrants for their arrest right now. Dude, what a clip. What a clip. Okay. <laughs> so, Steve, I think I have an idea of what your topic is, but uh, break it down for us. Right, so, so the topic uh, w- would be um, what the heck is up with the FBI sending the FBI to do some terrorism so that the FBI can swoop in and spike the football and say we stopped the terrorists. Because we just, the reason I I had that clip um, is not just because we had, you know, back-to-back mass shootings. Back-to-back-to-back. 
I mean, in well, the yeah. last three weeks, four weeks, there's been three. And then uh, the Brooklyn subway shooting was mm-hmm. like five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but uh, in the middle of that, the FBI came out and said, you guys, we stopped ISIS from an assassination plot against George W. Bush. <laughs> I heard about <laughs> this week. Yeah. 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 That's what yeah, they stopped. Was... That's what they stopped. They didn't stop anything else. Just that one. <laughs> That's all they, they had. Pre- stop. <laughs> they had previous contact with like all of these mass shooters. Oh yeah. A classic move. Classic move. The common thread well, I'll let you guys comment. Okay, so I'll I'll give my comment first. You know, uh, I think uh, shout out to No Agenda Adam Curry uh, w- with his thesis that you know the FBI is on uh, historically on a six week cycle of instigating, providing materials, and if all but carrying out acts of mass violence and terrorism, only to stop it at the last minute to then justify additional funding now that has been moved up in recent months to a four-week cycle that we see um with all of these shootings and, and certainly with it, it's almost a, a playbook as they the, the famous term they use the playbook of these mass shooters is weeks if not months before they commit the act the fbi was in contact with them Yet somehow they may all all manage to acquire high quality firearms uh, with that are very expensive. Not to mention the, the le- class four, you know, level body armor, which is almost impossible to acquire if you're not a, a security or a law enforcement officer. Uh, a, a, a precision, accuracy, and training. It seems like, um, and uh, the FBI has contact with all these people almost right up until the the act itself. So, uh, you know, I don't buy any of it. I think it's all bullshit. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been hesitant to, you know, reach out, not reach out, but to, you know, look into, you know, get, getting an 80% lower or, uh, you know, milling out my own AR, or putting, you know, 3D printing one, because I, I can do all of those things legally, right? It's legal to manufacture firearms for, for self-use, uh, but I've been so hesitant because I'm like, fuck, someone, some guy is going to be interested in, in it and want to ask some questions. And, you know, who knows who it's going to be? It's And, for example, the, the famous Michigan governor kidnapping thing, what was it, like 13 out of the 15 people or 14 something? 14 out of 16, I think. 14 out of 16 people yeah. were all FBI informants. So yep. all, all they did was arrest two people who... <laughs> Probably were on the fence about it the whole time, and they were just well, goaded they had been in getting groomed. Yeah, groomed. That's yeah. what came out in court before it got dismissed. Was that the agent in charge was trying to get dupe number one to write a manifesto? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, really? we see it. We see it all the time. We see that all the time, and they they're so lazy when they actually do write a manifesto that they just copy and paste. From uh, previous manifestos, <laughs> so okay. yeah, that, was, that was pretty bad. Shane, your your thoughts? Oh, this hey, is a man, fun I one. I just want everybody to remember that in order for us to ever be safe, we got to make sure that we let them take away all of our guns. 
And of course, never question the fact that most of the guns that are seen at these school shootings and all these different places are guns that you can't just typically buy or they have a lot more money worth of gear than what they could possibly afford being like young kids or stuff, for example. And also don't forget that, uh, you know, everything that happened when we uh, rushed into the ca- into uh, into the Capitol, you know, that that was all from the people that was had nothing to do with the government agents standing there and riling everybody up. Mm. That was that, that's mm. unheard of. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the Flat. FBI does not do anything bad. They uh, definitely don't rile people up so that they can, you know, come in and try to control everybody. And uh, yeah, that's just. It's just a thing that doesn't happen. I don't know what you guys are talking about. You guys are just some crazy conspiracy theorists. Oh, dude. Fidelity, bravery, integrity. Okay? (laughs) Those are the words. (laughs) My my favorite part of that clip was, uh, y'all want to smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, and shoot guns? Those are my favorite things to do in that order, you know? (laughs) I love the, why do the targets look like government agents? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's wrong with 40 cal smith and wesson uh, <laughs> oh, is that a semi-automatic yeah, everything you got to semi-automatic right <laughs> dude the uh the, i've i'm sure you you both have seen the meme alcohol tobacco and firearms should be a convenience store not a government agency it's like well yeah, yeah why not dude you could make so much money opening up one of those stores you know <clears throat> there's a there's a store um in downtown Sonora, California, that's like guns, ammo, bait, beer, T-shirts, sandwiches, ice, everything. Everything you would need for a good time. You got to have sandwiches. You got to have bait because, you know, once you, you got to bait the fish in order to shoot them out of the water. Yeah, you're going to be gone most of the day. Yeah. They have those uh, cheap uh, styrofoam coolers as well. That's the important. Oh, yeah. Qu- yeah, you have to have one of those. Is that every done, corner store in Texas? <laughs> oh, dude, you're not okay. That that <laughs> you bring up a good point. Yes, I mean most of these. If you're out in like kind of the boonie areas, most bait shops uh, will sell you guns, will sell you sandwiches and beer, and it's like a one stop shop. You know, it's usually right off the access road. To get into, you know, next to like a lake or a river or something, it's all right in one spot. And it's great. It's very convenient. Usually a cheap price. You can usually bargain on like your worms or whatever, your minnows. You know, you can get a good deal. Uh, You know, buy like, buy 50 rounds, get, you know, 20 minnows for free. And uh, it, it usually they bargain everything together. It's like packages and coupons and stuff. It's it's a great, a great ideal situation. Hey man, up here in Michigan, you have to show ID for three, and there's all for all three, and there is a waiting period <laughs> to get bait. <laughs> I'm just being a smart oh, okay. ass. <laughs> in Michigan, though, they fucking pretty much like you gotta wait. Uh, I think it's like two weeks before you can buy guns in Michigan. Um, as far as like alcohol goes, like they're super strict about that shit. Where like everybody gets ID'd no matter what age they are. Like it's well, dude, way, I, way more strict up here than it is down there for sure. I remember when. So Oklahoma is notorious for uh, selling watered down beer. Like for a while they had half percent beer. So like you get a 12 pack of Coors Light, it's actually like two and a half percent alcohol content. So people would, you know, come bring their beer from Texas or wherever. And I remember when uh, like it was like a weird, I, I was driving through Oklahoma and I stopped to get some gas somewhere and a pack of cigarettes and uh, 
the beer was like full percent. And I was like, what the fuck? And, and they sold liquor at the gas. So one day Oklahoma just switched and you could buy liquor and full percent beer at the gas stations. I was like, this is fantastic. When I lived in Illinois, you could buy liquor, beer, everything at gas stations with no, no trouble. You know, whereas here in Texas, you can only buy liquor at liquor stores, you know, until nine o'clock every night and they're closed on Sundays. So it's weird, but, but. I, as a Texan who has a concealed carry permit, I don't have to get background checked now when I purchase a firearm because I have that concealed carry. So I can go buy as many guns as I want. No, the waiting period in Texas without that is 15 minutes while your background check runs. Sometimes it takes maybe an hour tops, but you know, there's really no waiting period. You, you buy the gun and you, you leave with it that day. Uh, and then, you know, now that I have that concealed carry, I can just buy a gun with no background check whatsoever. I just show that ID, they they scan it or, or you know, whatever, and I can leave with a gun. And it's actually yeah, interesting. Well, um, I left, uh, like, there, there's that whole gun show loophole. Dude, you go to mm-hmm. a gun show here, as long as you have cash, you're good. You know, there's nothing, there's no paperwork. There's some people at the gun show, like, if they're a true, like, firearms like manufacturer or distributor like sometimes they'll they'll come to shows they'll make you do a background check but most of the time if it's a collector or a a trader or whatever just cash no worries and it's interesting i I was telling you shane that i uh, had a buddy of mine who had to go to the the hospital today to uh because he was a little suicidal and uh the officer told told me to go to his house and take all his guns you know or otherwise he'd have he's basically like save me a trip and you go take care of this and i was like okay so walked in his house, took took all his guns, uh, and it's completely fine. There's no, I don't think there's any legal ramifications on my end. So it's interesting, depending on where you're at, what kind of uh, limits there are. You know what I mean? Michigan's way more strict as far as that shit goes. Like I got my med card, so they won't even. I can't. I can't even apply for even get even trying to get a gun. Really? Now. Because you have a, a medical marijuana card, you can't get a gun. <clears throat> I have always said, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have said this from the moment that um, California went legal and they did absolutely nothing about changing uh, the kind of felony that it was if you had both cannabis and a firearm. And that was almost 30 years ago now. And in every single state, in every case, if you have that card, if you have a plant in the ground, if you have cannabis on you at all, you cannot be a gun owner. You can't. So I've always said that the, the soft power way to disarm the populace was to legalize cannabis at uh, uh, federal level across the board and people because they're into the legality of it the fact that they're okay now it's okay and i can do the thing that i've done my whole life anyway you know um that they won't even look at the fine print of it i never i've always they don't take into consideration is that you know theoretically anybody that wants a gun that's going to do anything bad with a gun you can find a gun no problem you don't even have to have any type of license to get it like they're just as easy to find on the street man yeah and i I completely agree with you i've the far like i work in the cannabis industry on top of it and the more that i see it corporatizing and shit like there's an end game for it like they didn't just legalize weed for the sake of everybody having a good time like 
there's there's a whole idea that they're trying to do with this shit, trying to make people more docile because they're more concerned with smoking weed than trying to stand up for other rights. Like, it's it's all going downhill in Michigan. I'm sure it's just as bad in California. Dude, oh, I- it was terrible in California. It was they the it was uh, written for corporate cannabis. Their their recreational legislation. It destroyed most of the small and good chunk of the medium-sized, like, mom-and-pop farms that uh, were in there. Took out most of the the extracts uh, and, like, edibles people. They did the same shit in Michigan. They made it so everybody needed licensing. So we were getting from caregivers for a while, and they changed that law and made it so pretty much they knocked out anybody that was a caregiver. So all there is is just the corporate weed now in Michigan quick turned and is turning to shit man <laughs> the one place that it's not like that is oklahoma because when oklahoma legalized medical marijuana what they did was they the republicans i believe wrote the bill and they their plan was to make it so loose and so ridiculous that in their minds nobody no rational person would vote for this law cuz it was like a referendum and sure as shit it everybody everybody voted for it and it passed, and there's actually more dispensaries and growers per capita in Oklahoma than anywhere else in the country. I mean, it's insane. Like, my my fiance's grandparents live in, like, a small town of, like, 3,000 people. There's four dispensaries in that tiny town, and everybody can you can, anybody can be a caregiver. Anybody can grow. I actually know a few people who are growers and caregivers in Colorado because of those laws, like, that you guys said with you know, licensing and everything like that. Like they can't do what they were trying to do. So they're moving to Oklahoma because they can actually make a living growing, mm-hmm. you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten plants per person or per patient or whatever without that, all that oversight. But Steve, it's, I, I had always wondered about this and I'm glad you brought it up. The fact that all these States where cannabis is legal, it's still a felony to be in possession of a firearm and cannabis Regardless of if you're a legal license, like if you're licensed for both, right? That's insane mm-hmm. to me. That is absolutely insane. And it makes Purposeful, me, man. it makes me question because like, so my concealed carry license in Texas is uh, recognized in like 48 states or something like that because Texas has a very thorough process to get that card. So when I went to Denver, I brought my gun with me because like, I was mm-hmm. like, it's completely legal. I'd rather have it and everything. So now it makes me question, oh shit, when I bought weed at the at the uh the rec store, I didn't know I was committing a felony because I had a gun in my car and uh, you know and some weed. Like I had no idea. And sorry for anyone listening, all the fed boys listening like to say allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly my someone else bought the weed and brought it to the hotel. Right. That's what I meant. But that's crazy, dude. That and that's a good point. I didn't see the bigger picture of that. And that's just another way for these Fed boys to, uh, you know, come on, people. people. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll bring it back full circle. Everybody thought we got off topic, but there's a reason for it. It's yeah. all about the Fed boys just fucking with people, trying to make it seem like, you know, this is the way you should do things, and they just use it to take advantage of all of us. Well, Steve, so you've been in the game for a, a lot longer than than me or Shane has. Um, have you ever, and I don't mean that in a bad way, you're just, you're... you're Thank you for pointing out that I'm old. No, you're, I, really, I'm just a, a young retard. Uh, but what, uh, have you ever encountered any, like, a fed in kind of the, whether it be the comedy scene, the podcasting scene, anything like that? Have you ever been suspicious? Because 
even me, I look into other podcasters and stuff, and I'm always like, oh, they're a fed. <laughs> that just might be my paranoia, but. Well, so, uh, so even, even before any of that, um, I was, uh, I was one of those like tour kids, um, did a bunch of, uh, life in various parking lots and campgrounds all over the, the country, uh, and, uh, and allegedly, um, engaged in some, some, uh, extra legal activities, Allegedly. Um, myself, allegedly. Um, <laughs> and yeah, man, I mean, that whole scene was crawling with feds. It still is. It still is. I mean, I was, I was like coming into it right when they were doing uh, Operation Dead End uh, in 1992, where they were rounding up the entire like fluff LSD family and everybody else that was uh, remotely affiliated with the, the manufacture and transport of large amounts of, of LSD throughout like the, the music festival and like hippie jam band next, you know, little network. Um, and it was dready feddies from then on out, you know, the people that, uh, got hemmed up and roped in really quick. Uh, so you got pretty good at playing spot the rat or spot the fed or spot whatever. the spook. Um, <laughs> yeah. So rolling into like the occupied days, like their playbook doesn't really change. They have no accountability. Why should they change the operating procedure? Their tech gets better. Their ability to spy on you gets better, but you can't fake authenticity. Yeah. You can't fake being a criminal. Yeah. You know, you can't fake being an outlaw. You get, you know, none of that. Well, it's That's interesting. I, performance. Uh, well, yeah. He's already a criminal, and then they end up fucking him at the end because look at White Boy Rick. Yep. <laughs> I just, yep. I, I'm almost done listening to the audiobook of uh, Chaos by Tom O'Neill about the whole Mar- Manson family murders and things like that. And he's just, you know, he's getting into the part about how, how involved the, the federal, the feds were and the CIA and everything. And like everybody was an informant, everybody in Hollywood, everybody in the drug scene, everybody in, you know, the summer of love, like all of these people, even the doctors where they, at the clinics where people would go to get, you know, STD and drug testing were mm-hmm. involved. I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane. And it, I, if it was going on at that scale back then, it's only gotten worse. It's only grown. You know what I mean? Well, and you, <clears throat> but if you, if you allowed those people to become the people that determine culture going forward, right? Then you really don't need to recruit a whole bunch of new people mm-hmm. because you determine the culture. If that's the culture in podcasting, if that's the culture in independent media, if that's been a spook captured entity from jump, then predominantly what you're going to run into is people who are trying to uh, follow a successful business model using similar talking points, or at least knowing intrinsically they've got to come to the same conclusion but from their angle, however they can do to make the arrival to the same conclusion their own or unique in order to, to sell it, 
but the the point of origin is, is has already been captured. So yeah. you don't necessarily need to go and like you know compromise a whole bunch of people. You got people tripping over each other mm-hmm. to get some of that Twitch money. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. why we don't, it's why we don't take advertising or any of that stuff. Yeah. I think value for value is the model going forward because then you know that there's no, um, chance that you're compromised. You know, even if you are, you gotta be really good at it. You know what I mean? To get people to give you money like that, you know, that's, that's, uh, I think that's the more genuine way to go forward because even at like a corporate level, it can still be influenced and manipulated, <clears throat> by law enforcement or the powers that be. So it's just, I think that's the way going forward, especially when it comes to kind of the scene we're in, we have to be careful. We have to be, have to have discernment in the people we interact with. And, you know, but from a lot, you know, lately people been getting called out for, for, you know, being in the, uh, you know, for us, the feds are the Freemasons, right? So anytime someone's a Freemason, we, oh, you know, oh my God, we're going to get you. It's, it's fun. So guys, uh, final thoughts on this, on this topic before we move on. I don't know, man. Now you got me paranoid of some shills. <laughs> <laughs> shills everywhere. Shills everywhere. Shills everywhere. <laughs> I don't even know about that. I'd say there's way more useful idiots than shills. That's fair. I, would. I, th- I think there's, I think most people come into this either from a place of pure vanity or a place uh, of like genuine, you know, I want to get some information out and, and both in their own way are authentic, mm. you know? So it's uh, a matter of like, I don't know, just there can ultimately be you're going to be the arbiter of what information you, you choose to compile to form whatever picture of the world you want. So yeah, hopefully you are. So hopefully you're doing your own thinking. That's all I want out of people. Hmm. So that, that goes into that one episode you did, Kyle, about the thirst traps. That there could be a lot of shit that you know is intentionally thrown out for conspiracy theorists to follow, and we don't even realize that you know we're chasing a false flag. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I guess my final thoughts are just you know stay vigilant, watch out for the Fed boys, and uh, always keep one in the chamber. So, if you're ever at a protest and somebody starts yelling that you should do something, assume that's one of them fed boys. Yeah, even <laughs> if they're a hot chick, that's what you got to watch out for. I mean, Project oh, yeah, Ver- hot Project Veritas has proved this more than anybody that you get a good-looking chick or a you know a very attractive uh, gay man, uh, you can get a lot of information out of people. So. If someone out of your league is really interested in what you do and who you know and where you go. Make something up. Yeah. Why? Stay out of it. Get laid and get the fuck out. <laughs> Say I don't answer questions. Throw them off. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to do my clip here, uh, and I'm going to pee while it happens. It's about three minutes, so we'll play this clip, uh, and I'll go pee real quick. Um, here we go. All right. Here's the clip. Can you all see this? Yes, sir. Okay. I think all of them, I think these impacts and what the science shows, all these impacts are cumulative. And our kids today are sick because we are bombarding their immune systems with these toxics that they simply cannot handle. Vaccines is part of that story. And it's probably, in my view, the largest single cause, although all of them are very big. Now, in 1999, CDC was also alarmed by the same thing that you described with the parents. So they decided 
to do an internal study of their own database, which is called the Vaccine Safety Data Link. It is the, it's the medical records, including the vaccination records, of 10 million kids from the 10 biggest HMOs. So it's all the cumulative medical records from all those HMOs and are all housed in one place. And they studied, they said, let's see if these mercury vaccines are causing autism. So they look at one vaccine, they can look at every vaccine record, and then they can look at your medical claims to see if you, you know, had seizure disorders or allergies, or if you have an autism diagnosis. They can do a cluster analysis, and they can look for associations. They looked at the hepatitis B vaccine, which is loaded with mercury during the first 30 days of life. Kids, they looked at kids who got it during the first 30 days. They compared them to kids who did not get it during the first 30 days, who got it later, or didn't get it at all. And here's what they found. The relative risk of smoking a pack of cigarettes a day for 20 years and lung cancer is 10. This was 11.35. They is that, knew is that because that of thimerosal? Was causing, you know, from thimerosal. This is what the story that got me involved because they, they pushed the panic button and they had a secret meeting. They didn't want to do it on the CDC campus because they thought it would be susceptible to freedom of information requests. So they did it in a remote Methodist retreat center on the banks of the Chattahoochee River in Norcross, Georgia. And it was called Simpsonwood. They had a two-day meeting with 52 individuals, including all the major vaccine companies, regulatory agencies that administer vaccines, WHO, CDC, FDA, NIH, HHS, and the leaders, uh, the leading academic vaccinate, vaccinators. So the people who basically conduct clinical trials and and make hundreds of millions of dollars for medical schools around this country. And the first day, and somebody made and recorded that meeting. We don't know why. We don't know if they knew they were being recorded, but I got a hold of the transcripts in 2005, and it is horrific. Okay, so that's my clip, and I will preface this by saying the reason I chose this topic is because I found a new passion in the hit Netflix series show, Love on the Spectrum. It is uh, one of my new favorite shows about autistic people finding love, going on dates, and it really got me thinking. One, I laughed and cried hysterically in the <laughs> while watching this show, and so that's kind of where why I brought this topic up today because, you know, we, we've seen... Uh, not me, we particularly, but generally, generationally, we've seen an increase in autism in kids, you know, growing up. And it usually they're diagnosed at a very young age. Uh, no one really can pinpoint why, at least officially. So uh, I'll throw it to you guys. What are your initial thoughts on that kind of, uh, you know, the whole vaccine, uh, you know, leading to autism type thing? I'll let you go first, Steve, if you want. Uh, I, the, the, more, the more you look at it, the more likely it, it seems that if it, the, I think the word, I think we're going to find out 
um, uh, over time that the word cause is, is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I think happens is that there's almost like a, like a, a genetic lock and that something, be it mercury or be it a, a component that get happens when mercury and blood mix or some weird kind of thing, I don't know. With the the actual, what, but what I think happens is there's like a like an activation sequence that happens or an unlocking thing that happens with it that if um, your your if you were likely to, or if it's there and present in you, and you have uh, the type of body chemistry that adversely, or I don't know if you want to look at it as like an X-Men thing, you know, maybe like <laughs> super hyperactivist. I don't know. I've heard people, I've, 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 there's people that are Asperger's as fuck that are way closer to the X-Men than I am. I know that. Um, you know, but I mean, it does, that's, that's what it does. So rather than, than cause it itself, it acts as like the key or the catalyst or something like that. But the, the actual thing is already there. Right. And, and I, I like how you said X-Men because often with, with people who have autism or Asperger's, it's almost as if like where they lack in social cues and, and interactions and understanding they make up for with intelligence, uh, perhaps, you know, uh, literal logical thinking. It's not like as if their brain capacity is diminished necessarily, but it's just shifted to another, another thing. So So let me make it creepy real quick and then I'll let, let Shane jump in, but let me make it creepy real quick. Okay. Um, (laughs) Oh God. By knowing this, by knowing that that's what what uh, the potential is there to unlock this via injection, you could, if you were aware of it, create generations uh, of human beings that were perfectly, I don't know, programmed or built to become the transhumanist generation. Because you've already got people who hyper-focus, who aren't social necessarily, who have to be reminded to be fed, who wouldn't mind being hooked up to the Soylent tube as long as they could stay on task and do what they were doing. And if you can incorporate that into a, a chip or something like that where you don't even really need to, to take the extra steps to communicate, extra steps are inefficient, right? Inefficiency might might be a trigger for somebody might set them off but if you can allow the the hyper focus to maintain well then you've got your perfect little automaton Hmm. that's terrifying (laughs) i was actually about to say something along those lines too believe it or not uh that it's just like a progressional build-up to that uh, where it's like covid makes it so people want to stay at home they get awkward they're not very good at interacting with each other uh, then they have things like this that are kind of just pushing in a whole new generation of people that aren't very good at interacting, but they may be more tech smart, which is probably what they're trying to go for as far as, you know, people being able to figure out their own at home, you know, electronic setups, whatever they happen to be, 
which more than likely it would have to be with some form of a job because they're trying to make it so that actual places where you'd work at, there'd be robots doing it. So you might be, you know, one of the people that's telling the robot what to do to fix the other robots. So you'd have to still know how to do that shit, but they still don't want you to interact with people because if you interact, you can cause a rise up where they just want everybody to just be communicating between themselves like it's it's all just part of like a bigger grand scheme puzzle. Like I, I was going to get to the same exact point. Well, that's a good more examples. <laughs> that's a great point, as you know, because these most autistic people find jobs in some sort of hyper analytic field, whether it be tech or accounting or whatever. If they are able to find jobs, because you know, oftentimes they they can't uh, because their their uh, uh, condition is is, is so bad. Um, but it's interesting though, because, because watching the show love on the spectrum, which if you guys haven't listened to it or watched it, it's a, it's a great show. It really is a great, great reality TV. They are also like super picky when it comes to partners. Like it's almost as if they, if they don't have any common interests or like a majority of common interests, they're done. They write it. They're like, no, sorry, we can't be together. You know? Um, or, you know, oh, they're not attractive enough to, for me, you know, that also goes into the, you know, making it so people don't reproduce as easy so that people can be more easily controlled. If they just make the people naturally pickier, then they don't have to try to be selective on who breeds with who. Well, yeah. you can also sell genetically modified humans way easier. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh God. Okay. I did not know this is where this was going <laughs> to go, Steve. That's great though. I mean, it's, that's, uh, not great, but it's a great point. Um, and that, if you can't meet somebody, they can play the whole, you know, you be good. You do exactly what the government tells you. And that's the only way you can have a baby. You got to make sure that you do all these things on this checklist that we need you to do. And then it doesn't matter if you have somebody else, we can make a clone and then you can have your own baby and then you can raise that thing. Right. Although I will say this, man, I, I have, I've, I've been single for a little while. Um, I, I have been on a couple of dating apps at, if being picky is a sign of being on the spectrum, then every single chick on a dating app is spiking. <laughs> Let's be honest, though. That honestly probably started because we live in a throwaway culture where people aren't willing to, you know, sit down and figure mm-hmm. it out with somebody else. They're more concerned with like, oh, this person's hands are shaped weird, or, or they're oh, not. They're not six foot tall, tall. You know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You, the, every single one of them, uh, uh, over six feet, uh, X amount of money. You need to have this. You need to do this. You need to wear this. You need to da 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 da. I'm I don't like this. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. You know, and it's like you're 27 and you pour drinks and you have two kids. <laughs> and an only fan right well like, it's like that the girls can be super picky whereas guys are like i'm just trying to fuck and find a wife you know what i mean like it, it, that's a good point that the 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 pickiness if that is an autistic trait well the other thing too is you know they call it the autistic spectrum so by that logic everybody is on the spectrum at on some level whether on one end or in the middle or on the other end so you know, is is autism just kind of a blanket term for this kind of, I don't know, transhumanist kind of thinking? Uh, I, that might be a bit of a stretch, but I'm I'm just trying it's to. It's going to be one of those other things that they take away from being. Uh, how do they word it? 
they're not going to say that it's it's a mental illness or anything like that or like a special disorder. They're just going to be like, oh, it's just part of like mental health that you need to well, take care of yourself. And they'll just start grouping it in with all that shit because they changed the the word the they changed the definition of body dysmorphia for trans people because before it was anybody had an issue with any part of their body that they wanted wanted to have changed, and now it specifically refers to weight. So they'll, they'll be changing oh. even more definitions, I'm sure, as we go down the line here. We did a story this morning about Snapchat dysmorphia. It's mm. a special thing where people are, are coming into plastic surgeons with the Snapchat filter that shows them, like, the the most, like, modified, sexy version of them or best-looking version of them, and they're saying, make me look like this. Jesus, dude. Yeah, that's that beautification filter, and I was hearing that they're putting that on there naturally. So just off of that, that's already causing even more issues in the dating scene because people are already instantly getting catfished by anybody they see a picture of. Well, and So here's how I solve this problem. <laughs> and, and if you're out there and you're thinking about joining a dating app, but you want it to be as low maintenance as absolutely possible, here's what you do you put up a couple of like truly black pilled memes for your bio. You say, do not swipe right unless you know everything is a psyop. And that's it. That's it. Okay. That's have, it. have you had any no, luck? Have you had any luck with this tactic? <laughs> Can I tell you something? The, the very first date that I got in Vegas was with uh with a fucking uh, like former porn star who has a horse ranch outside of Vegas and is like total doomsday prepper about it dude. and like still does like like fucking bikini wrestling and shit. Dude, are you kidding me right now? We're friends now. We're friends. Oh, you're just friends. It didn't. Okay, become more than friends. Well, <laughs> we hang out a little bit, but uh, you know. Dude, okay, well, I think that might be the goal moving forward for all of us. Um, <laughs> dude, that's fantastic advice. It weeds out the gold diggers real quick. Oh, it really does, because the, the, the true, the women that you want, they want to know, can you handle a firearm? Can you fuck me good? And can you can can foods? Like, can you can foods, you know, for long-term storage? The first storage? message I got from this chick goes... Uh, so, uh, what do you know about, and what is your plan for Agenda 2030? And I was like, oh, you can stay. And you didn't, you you didn't marry this girl. You didn't like, oh my God, Steve, that's okay. You're living on a ranch. What do you mean? Dude, she's, (laughs) you're the gold digger at that point. She might not have money, but she's got probably a great body because she's former porn star. She's probably got years of survival food and water filtration. Dude, you you th- uh, come on, man! You need to get on that, dude. I'm trying to convert my fiance now. Like, I bought survival food. I'm I'm buying more guns, all this stuff, and she's like, okay. And you know she, how she looks at me makes me feel crazy. But it's like <laughs> I'll get you there. You know what I mean? What I'll get you there one day. You know what I mean? So, oh, one more so event. I I will say this, but it, it's nice having someone that I can kick it with. Um that does not live within like 25 miles of me. Mm, yes. That, it's good news nice. is if the shit hits the fan, at least you know somebody could actually cover your back instead of you having to, you know, try to protect. Oh, dude, yeah, no instant bug out spot for sure. Okay, if for that's sure. all you get out of it, that's probably good enough. So. I'd be, look, man, I'm not the type to put my business out there. 
No, you're good. You're good. But that's fantastic. I'm I'm happy for you that at least you found that connection. And uh, I bet she has friends. You know, <laughs> and I'm sure that that'll help anybody in this community too, because you know now now they know the trick, man. All they got to do is just post some uh, post some good conspiracy memes, well, and uh, you know, did, did, I don't <laughs> know, good I don't know if Tripoli <laughs> talked about this. Someone might have like a conspiracy, you know, like Tinder type app, you know, where it's just like the weirdos out there uh, who can get together. It might crash and burn, but I think it's not a bad idea. So, uh, flat Earth Dave. Oh, the flat earth app and there's a dating app on there yeah well it's not a dating app but it turns into one yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. it's like a, it'll tell you who else has the app in your area and you could like do meetups and stuff like that and it has become like a a de facto uh yeah dating app it's freaking hilarious oh geez dude well okay subsections within that though you have to you know do like the hollow earthers versus the globers versus the you know flat earthers the red Christian flags earthers. germ theory <laughs> you know, yeah yeah be, yeah oh, that'd be hilarious that's fantastic See, an option with the map when you zoom out where you can either hit globe or flat <laughs> million dollar ideas here oh dude okay well we got to co- contact dave immediately and tell him to change <laughs> <laughs> change his uh, search Dave, we criteria. got a couple of tweaks for the the app the app you. oh my god well guys uh i think that's a great place to to wrap it up here um that was a wonderful show uh for people listening please go watch uh uh love on the spectrum it's a great show uh and then uh message us and tell us what you think it's a great show but i think we had some great topics tonight a variety of topics that it, you know going into a blind it just makes it fun so any final thoughts gentlemen before we uh do our plugs and get out of here i just want to uh, add in to the listeners of course that uh we, we just we're talking about it last week with uh loomis and he was basically saying that it would be a good idea to do a wild card mm-hmm. so hopefully we can get some listeners doing that and the whole idea of the wild card is that at the end right here uh we throw in a piece where we would have your clip and your question and we would go into it blind and have no idea what the hell it's about. And then we tear apart your question and clip. So that might be fun. Just an idea. You know, anybody that's interested in that, just uh, feel free to either message me or Kyle. Yeah. So if you, if you want us to, if you want to be considered for the wild card, just send one of us a message with the, the topic at hand and the, the, the clip and we'll, we'll treat it as if it was like you were a guest on the show and we were breaking down the topic. I think that's a fun idea i think that's a great way to kind of get some more listener interaction and uh but otherwise if you have any other topics you'd like us to discuss uh we kind of come up with these on the fly uh so but yeah just hit us up so uh great show guys uh steve uh slow news day uh tell us all about it where people can find you and anything else you want the people to know thanks for coming on Heck yeah, man. Thank you. It was fun. Um, so like Kyle said, uh, you can find pretty much all of the, the social media at slow news day show. Um, I do a, a morning show on Rockfin primarily, um, and the, the peer tube instance as well, as well, uh, at videos.slownewsdayshow.com. Um, that's Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the West Coast. Uh, we just had a, a fantastic conversation with Dr. Naomi Wolf yeah. this morning. Great show. Um, yeah. I was intense. It was. That whole show got into that. That went fast. Uh, Sean Stone. Um, 
uh, Oliver Stone's son and, and very accomplished uh, filmmaker in his own right will be with us tomorrow. Um, Going to start incorporating more live comedians coming through. Uh, now that we know that we can go out basically any night of the week and go see live stand up from some killers. Uh, and uh, yeah, a lot, lot of fun with that. Um, so yeah, it just follow us over on Rockfin, rockfin.com slash AM wake up or slow news day. Perfect. Uh, either way, it'll get you the content. And uh, yeah, value for value system, no advertisers, sponsors, none of that crap. Content's always for free. Perfect. I love it, dude. And as I was saying earlier, <clears throat> listeners, go check it out. It's it is a free show, uh, so you don't have to uh, you know pay for a premium subscription on Rockfin. You can just make an account and sign up and go watch it. And with that, you'll be able to watch a ton of other content as well. But I would encourage you. Uh, I'm not on Rockfin, so I'm not getting any plugs for this. But I would encourage you to pay the ten dollars a month. It's highly worth it. Uh, there's some great things happening there. So uh, Shane. Say maybe maybe we'll get there eventually. Maybe this show will eventually be a fun rock. That would show. be a we'll fun see. rock fin show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially did it, if we did it live too. Of course, the listeners. We do need to start doing this. We need to start doing this live. I think that'd be fun. But you could have people send in their their clip. Could be them on video introducing the clip, and then they could. Oh, that's a, okay. A, so maybe uh, like a little like a little Snapchat type, like you know, quick quick hit it video that yeah. okay okay yeah. I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking notes yeah for everybody this is this is how our show comes together each episode all of you that have been around since the beginning you're just watching it slowly come together but i gotta do my little plugs here now uh for anybody that's interested in checking out increase of our reality if you're not already listening to this on the increase of our reality stream and you happen to be on kyle's stream um i'm across most streaming platforms um you know google apple all that fun shit uh, if you want to find a good way to contact me, you want to find the Instagram, you want to find the merch store, which the merch store also now has Big Dumb Inquiry merch, if anybody's interested. Hell yeah, hell um, yeah. It's going to be L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Inquiries of Our Reality Podcast. All my links all in one place. Also more info for uh, Big Dumb Inquiries if anybody wants to message me, anything like that. Instagram is the preferred method. And take it away, Kyle. Cool, and yeah, a great great show, guys. It was a lot of fun. I'm Kyle with the Big Dumb Podcast. Uh, I'm at the point, finally, where you can just type in the Big Dumb Podcast uh, on Google or Instagram or whatever, and we will pop up. And despite what people are saying, I did not steal anybody's name. Uh, I have permission from other other podcasters to, to use the name that I have. So people who leave one-star reviews on my podcast because they are bitter or, or whatever – uh, fuck off and uh, you know mind your own business. So uh, <laughs> if you listen hey, to my we're gonna show, we're going to Jay and Bob. We're going to print out all their names and we're going to go house to house and we're just going to kick the shit out of them. Okay. It'll work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What they do, so why not? <laughs> all <laughs> you motherfucks are going to pay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm not going to find anybody unless you really piss me off. But other than that, I'm I not might, worried. Uh, on my end. I have my I own show. We all have our own shows. We're all doing different stuff. So, uh, but yeah, check me out. Big dumb podcast and gentlemen, what a great show, Steve. Thank you again so much for coming on. It was a real pleasure. Uh, I'm, uh, thank you. you're a, a, a absolute master in the game and, uh, it's, it's very humbling that you would come on our little show and, uh, chat Whoa. it up with us. So, yeah, definitely thank you for coming on. I appreciate it also. 
Heck yeah. You guys rock. All right. Well, everybody have a great night, and we will see you next week. Peace. Bye, everybody. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb.